All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Dean's List. I am your host for today, Jaron Highball, man. We don't have the full gang with us here today. It's just me and Sean, but we have a surprise guest for you guys, Adam Mack. How you feeling, man? I'm feeling good. You know, happy to be here. Happy to be reunited with the CSU Sport Management crew, the OG crew. Yes, sir, man. So, go ahead and tell the, uh, tell the fans a little bit about yourself. Tell the listeners where you uh, went to school at, where you currently doing your life, man. Know. Absolutely. You know, all the – everyone on the podcast, on the Dean's List, you know, always loves me because I'm always talking shit about my alma maters. You know, obviously I attended, you know, CSU sport management crew with all of you guys. But after CSU, I moved on to Marshall University. You know, got to attend, you know, grad school down there. You know, hyped up on the Marshall football team, talking my shit about them. You know, we were almost national champions last year, but, you know, we decided to go 0-3 to end the season. But, you know, still branching out, you know, hoping to get next season we get back to national champions. But, you know, check me out on Twitter. i got to figure out my Twitter handle. is out. AAMAC1234. Currently write for a few different sites. If you're interested in anything in the NFL draft or just sports in general, check me out. I write for a couple different sites. Uh, the Cud FFB with my other fellow Cleveland State fans. Um you know, my, before you guys all, you know, before that time, uh, sorry to disappoint you guys, but. Yeah, I'm a tripper. You know, <laughs> but I got just picked up by a new site. It's called All About the Birds. It's probably Philadelphia, uh, the Eagles' number one podcast. Got an opportunity to write for them, so check them out. You know, let's get to work. Well, sure. I'm going to make sure I put links in the description below for you guys. But, Sean, man, you came up with some good topics, bro. We got a four-topic slate for you guys today, man. We just going to get straight into it. So, with the Super Bowl past us, you know, shout out to Brady. Seven rings, you know, talk to him nice, you know. Going into next season, what we know right now, who do you think are the uh, four contending teams going into next year? Sean, we'll start with you, man. All right, so my top four for next year in the AFC, I believe, would be the um, – the top two from the AFC would be the Chiefs and the Browns, in my beliefs. Then we had the top two from the NFC would be the Bucks and the Packers. Again, so I got the Chiefs again because I feel like they're still like the most talented team in the league as far as top heavy with star power. Um, I believe um, their defense, they will focus on their defense next year in the draft, free agency, and they'll definitely find a running back because they need a running game because that's really what they lacked. If they had a running game and mix it up, they maybe would have had a chance versus the Bucks. And obviously, they're going to uh, get they, some of the, uh, they left Tyco back, I believe, Eric Fisher. And we'll see what Schwartz does. But they're going to rebuild the line, get a run game, probably work on their defense. So, I think they'll be right back because Tyreek Hill and Kelsey's still there. And the Browns, you already know what we about. You know what I'm saying? We about to go crazy in a drive. We about to get all defense. It's looking like um, OBJ, we're probably going to uh, move on from OBJ, which is probably best for both uh, both sides. You know, we're probably going to get something nice out of that. Maybe second round, maybe defensive player. And um, Baker's going to be another year, another year older, another year in offense. So, you know, him and Stefanski going to connect, you know, Baker. We'll see what Baker does. Then we still got Chubb and Kareem, you know, in that backfield. Then the Bucks, bro. I mean, Tom Brady, he's he's still playing at elite level. Like, I say he was top five before the season started, and everybody, you know, they had something to say about that. You know, I, I sound, I, they said I was crazy. But, but, I mean, Tom Brady's still top five. He just know the game better than any quarterback in the game. So, you know, he just showed that. And the Packers, I think it's going to be Aaron Rodgers probably like um, 
The Packers, I think they're going to go hard. Uh, they gonna, I don't know what the, really the Packers really need because they had everything to win the game, but it's like I'm pretty sure they'll add more defense, give them another receiver. So, I mean, that's pretty much my top four for right now. Why am I not surprised that Sean picked the Browns? Oh, of course. You already know. No, Browns coming off an 0-16 season. Sean is still there, you know, saying, oh, yeah, Browns sleeper to win the Super Bowl. Watch, you know, just watch. Hey, we came a long way from that. <laughs> Sweet. Well, obviously, like, two top favorite teams to return to the Super Bowl have to be the Chiefs and the Bucks. You know, you can never count out Tom Brady. Even going into the last season, people were like, ah, the Bucks may not be. So, obviously, the Chiefs and the Bucks are two favorites, but I didn't want to focus on those two because they're just so clear, obvious. So, my top four, you know, Super Bowl hopefuls, you know, go with the, uh, the Bills. One big thing, I think they found the secret to stopping Patrick Mahomes. They really did a good job. But their one issue was their pass rushing. They had no ability to pass rush. They got to Patrick Mahomes once in the AFC Championship game. My dark horse team to sign J.J. Watt are the Buffalo Bills. And if they sign J.J. Watt, I guarantee they will be in the Super Bowl next season. So they have to be one of my top teams to win win the Super Bowl. Other teams, they got the Rams. The Rams are all in on the Super Bowl, and they got a solid young team. Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, you know, adding a veteran quarterback in Matt Stafford. They're all in on this season. Their time is now, and if they, if Sean McVay wants to win a Super Bowl, this has to be the season to do it for them. Kind of a dark horse team is for me, sticking with the NFC West. San Francisco 49ers, man. A lot of people kind of forgot about them, but this team was playing in the Super Bowl last year. Honestly, almost beat the Chiefs that in that game. They got hit with the injury bug last season with new, losing Bosa and Mostert and Solomon and Sherman and all these people. You know, they're getting all these players back. You know, a lot of teams are counting them – people are counting them out because, you know, this, they played so horribly, but they got hit with the injury bug so bad. You know, watch the 49ers make a secret run, pick up some people in free agency, have a good draft this year, can make a good run to the Super Bowl. And I know all of you and probably all of the listeners are going to hate me on this one, but the last one is the Baltimore Ravens, man. Same thing. I know. I knew, ooh, I, Sean, Sean's already, already regretting me coming on the podcast. But, you know, again, pretty, young, pretty good young team. But they had some holes. Really expect them to make have a good offseason, good draft. The thing I think they're missing is a wide receiver. Marquise Brown, Des Bryant aren't really cutting it. Go out, have a good draft. Try to get Bateman. A bunch of different other players in the draft that can get a late first round, early second round draft grade on them. Watch the Ravens, man. You know, I know the, there's a lot of hype on the Browns right now, but – Last time I checked, Ravens went two and zero against the Browns last season. Uh, really? Oh man. Um, question real quick for the 49ers, is Deshaun Watson on the radar at all on the list of teams that could potentially make that trade for him? I cannot see reason why they wouldn't be. Any yeah. team that needs a quarterback and the capital to trade for Watson, they should definitely be on the radar. Yeah, because I was really looking. at saying like he will go to the Jets and it just doesn't make sense how Deshaun would want to go to a contender and they're one of the worst teams in the league as of the 49ers you already like like you already said Adam they were already at 
basketball. So they're really already there. They just need something to get them over the hump. And you go get a guy like Deshaun, you right back in the contention. But my four teams, you know, I already had the Chiefs and Bucks. But for the Packers, Sean, I do think that they're going to need another receiver, though, to come and help Devontae. But as long as Aaron Rodgers is still playing, I still have them as a contender. And instead of the Browns, I had the Bills. Um, from a defensive standpoint, they do need to plug some holes. Early on in the season, they were kind of rocky on defense. But later on, like the last five games, they kind of did improve a little bit. But one thing, another one that I know Dylan touched on a while back was their run game. I definitely would like for them to go out and get a running back within this offseason. But the Browns, man, uh, I guess we might have to just slide it to the next topic because it could, it, it'll kind of, you know, correlate. So the next topic is possible surprise teams. And can we really say the Browns are a surprising team? We've seen what they did last season. Like, I feel like the expectation is there now. Yeah, we're we not surprised no more. You know, we were respected around the league now. Like, they're going to be game playing yeah. for this weekend. So. You know, the team is expected to not only, you know, compete for a Super Bowl, but possibly win. Now, I have no doubt in my mind, first first day of, you know, of training camp, Kevin Stefanski is talking about the opportunity to win a Super Bowl. That makes the Browns out of contention for a surprise team. You know, a surprise team is a team that either, A, didn't make the playoffs, lost early, or is about to get, you know, a complete turnaround. A team that, like, when all the NFL analysts, you know, are expecting, oh, yeah, the Chiefs and Bucks. What team is no one expect talking about? I guarantee a good handful of people are going to be picking the Browns. The Browns are pick? absolutely loaded for next season. Who's your pick? My pick was the Arizona Cardinals. Well, the Cardinals? Cardinals. I am super high on Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Even the way they fell off at the end of the season, you still got them? I, you know, again, hmm. offseason and this draft – they have a good offseason, bring in some big key players on, de- on defense, you know, have a good draft, get some players to surround Kyler Murray. You know, I got a couple dark horse draft picks that I feel if Arizona would take a shot on them, we could see them playing late into the NFL season, maybe into the Super Bowl. You know, Murray had a big, big jump from his rookie season to his sophomore season especially adding in DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, any quarterback that has DeAndre Hopkins as a play, as a wide receiver, you're going to expect to see much, much progress. I mean, just the way Kyler Murray played, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, he's just been calling absolutely great, great football games. If they have a good offseason, they bring in some players on defense, they have a good draft, they bring in some young, good core players, new offensive linemen, some defensive linemen. I'm ready to watch Kyler Murray, you know, take it to the next level. There you go. Sean, who you got, man? Well, I had the Chargers. Um, they didn't finish like 8-8 like eight and eight last year or something like that. But, I mean, they got an upcoming star in their quarterback. Again, Derwin James back. They probably – they best secondary player. Um, I believe they still have Chris Harris Jr., I mean, they got a, they really got a loaded defense for real. And they lost a lot of games by losing the league. They got a new coach now. Um, so I feel like they have a fresh start. They got a lot of talent on their team, and I believe they'll uh, they'll finish second behind the Chiefs, you know, in the standings. But I feel like they'll really be a good team next year. And uh, we gotta remember, like each year, like the like, like the last thirty years, four new teams make the playoffs, and Chargers yeah. definitely one of them. I think that's one. Of them. Yeah, those are definitely both good picks. My team, you know, they they made the playoffs before, and they recently were just in the playoffs. But I had the L.A. Rams, and I know like. 
they've been the, – the reason why I chose this team is because they've been to the Super Bowl before. They were already at such a high level at one point, and then they regressed so much. And then now they were able to flip that into Matthew Stafford. And with the Rams, they're one of the best defensive teams in the league. We already know that. But on offense is where the problem has been as of recent. So now you bring in Matt Stafford, who is a gunslinger. And their receiving core is pretty like, this is all right. It'll do. But you bring in a guy, Matthew Stafford, where he, he, he just does things that Jared Goff doesn't. And I feel like now that you have Stafford on the squad, you could definitely go out and try to recruit other players. I know other players will want to come here and not that they're going to be a contending team. So I definitely has it as my surprise. Because I know a lot of people – I've already seen a couple articles come out where they were saying, like, they don't know how this is going to work. They don't know how they're going to gel, how Matthew Stafford's going to integrate with the team. So that's why I got him as my surprise pick. Because I feel like if Matthew Stafford comes in and he makes an impact, they definitely going to make some noise in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm I firmly gonna... believe oh, that Matt Stafford is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He's been on some horrendous football teams in Detroit. Sorry to any Detroit fans, but you put together some terrible football teams over the past few seasons. And I do not blame Matt Stafford at all. I, I really much could see you know, Matt Stafford going in to L.A. and absolutely just tearing it up and showing the world how he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. See, I got a different take on that for real. Like, you know, it makes sense that Matthew Stafford going to turn up the Rams, but, like, my intuition is just telling me this is going to be another Kirk Cousins to the Vikings. Like, we thought we thought the, um, we thought thought uh, when Kirk Cousins went to the Vikings, they was really going to take off because they was like uh, – then they go to the um, – they lost – they won a divisional game. They played in the NFC Championship. They had one of the best defenses in the league. And Kirk Cousins came there, you know, the first year they still went to the playoffs, won the playoff game. But after that, they kind of just fell off. They didn't even make the playoffs this year. And I feel like the Rams are going to make the playoffs next year just because they're a very talented team. But I don't think Stafford is going to really take them to that next level. Like, I think he'll – I think they won a playoff game, maybe. But I don't think the um, – I don't think he'll uh, be worth what they traded for. Defense wins championships. Rams have one of, if not the best defenses in the NFL. Look at the last, you know, five Super Bowl champions. All have been won probably because of their defense. Rams build around their defense, keep going strong. Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. Doesn't really matter how you know, who's that quarterback as long as that defense you know, still still holds up. I feel like they're in a running for J.J. Watt, too, because if you want to go to a contender where your defense is already nice, man, I'm telling you, you go out there to the Rams, bro, they're going to be a problem. I'm telling you. Uh, they get J.J. Watt. They defensive line going to be just unfair at that point. It's not going to be pretty – yeah. Yo, my my lot my first article for all about the birds came out, you know, within last 20 30 minutes and I had top 5 landing spots for JJ Watt. One of the spots I have is the LA Rams. And I now just imagine a off our defensive line of JJ Watt and Aaron Darnold. Exactly. Aaron exactly. Darnold needs to be double teamed most of the time triple teamed. Okay, triple team Aaron Donald. That leaves JJ Watt double teams or even just, you know, one-on-one, it's absolutely game over for the quarterback on the opposing team. Look at the defensive line or the offensive lines on in the NFC West. Seattle has no offensive line. Arizona has a pretty mediocre offensive line. J.J. Watt and Aaron Donald are about to have a field day if that comes true. Oh, even though I, I do like their receiver core, I, I would prefer them to try to upgrade if they can. If they can try to make a deep playoff run. So let's go ahead and get into this next topic, man. So 
when we're talking about QBs in this upcoming offseason, man, I know there are some teams who are willing to trade their QBs. So, and you guys' opinion, we'll start with Adam here. What quarterback, I mean, what teams do you think are willing to trade their quarterback this offseason? So this is a name I actually haven't been hearing much talk around, but I do feel he's a dark horse to get moved, especially since the team has a new GM. That's the Denver Broncos and Drew Locke. You know, the Broncos are picking um, – they didn't have a really good season. You know, they brought in new offensive weapons, Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler. But Drew Locke, you know, he's been putting up some great offensive numbers, but he's also been putting up not so good numbers at the same time. He's only thrown 17 touchdowns to 15 interceptions. He's currently 21, 21 in the NFL in yardage last season. And a big thing, obviously, last season, he dealt with COVID. Took him out for three games. You know, he's still young that he has a little bit of trade value left. Now, I could see Denver trading him maybe to one of the top teams in the, uh, in the draft. You know, maybe the Jets to try to trade, uh, trade up, get a you know, new quarterback in the future. Or, you know, they trade Drew Locke away and try to get Trey Lance, Mac Jones, one of the quarterbacks that might drop in the draft. Not a name I've been hearing much, but Drew Locke definitely I could see you know, very much on the move. Obviously, I want the Eagles to trade Carson Wentz, but you know that's the obvious pick. That should be hopefully happen in the next few days, but I didn't want to go with the obvious. I wanted Drew Locke with Denver. What, Sean? Yeah, I think that's a good one because I had uh, Denver as a team I needed to draft a quarterback, so I feel like they need to make that uh, – they need to make that change, but um... – I possibly trade the quarterback. I feel like people are sleeping on the Raiders too. I feel like the Raiders can possibly trade Derek Carr. Um, I mean, John Gruden, he likes him, but I don't think he loves him. So I feel like that's a possible trade. And San Francisco, they can move on with Jimmy Garoppolo. They don't have to, but I mean, for Deshaun Watson, I mean, I think anybody would. And the Jets, I think the Jets are going to, they might move Sam Darnold. And, you know, Sam Darnold, I feel like a lot of people actually respect his talent in the league. So if Sam Darnold gets traded, you know, I feel like he goes to a good team with some weapons on. He's going to show how much uh, how much talent he truly has. So. Yeah. Uh, so, y'all both have both of my picks. Um, of course, minus Houston and the Eagles, I had the Jets and the 49ers. Like you said, man, with the 49ers, if they're ready to really make a deep playoff run again, they're definitely going to have to get rid of Jimmy. But for the Jets, I feel like it's almost evident that they're going to trade Sam Donald because I'm not sure what they're going to do with that number two pick, but – they almost have to go for a quarterback. And then if you flip Donald just from a franchise standpoint, you could probably flip him for picks. So I definitely will have to pick the Jets as one of the high teams that are going to end up trading their quarterback here. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot of rumors that the Jets, you know, are going to hold on to the number two pick and hold on to Donald. Now, I very much imagine one thing that Sam Donald really hasn't had has been a solid wide receiver and obviously a solid – no framework. Imagine, you know, Sam Darnold with Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith. You know, they could shock the world, sign Kyle P- or draft Kyle Pitts. You know, obviously, the quarterback needs to succeed if they have weapons. If they don't have weapons, you can't expect them to succeed. Pretty much Carson Wentz in Philadelphia in a nutshell. Um, yeah. Jets have had no offensive weapons. Sam Darnold has really struggled. Adam Gase. Absolutely disaster in Miami. Absolute disaster in New York. 
don't put any of that blame on Sam Darnold. Love to see what Sam Darnold does with that, with an actual like with Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith. I really see them holding on to Sam Darnold in this scenario. It's going to be so many weird scenarios in this draft, man. Like some teams I feel like are going to move up for sure. I feel like some teams will definitely move down. And then, of course, not having the combine and all of that, it'll definitely affect who they draft and maybe like some star players will slip. So that go ahead and leads into our last point, man. What is, like what teams need to draft a quarterback in this upcoming draft? Go ahead, Adam. So, I got two teams on this one. I had Carolina and Washington. Carolina's, I feel, a couple pieces away from making a deep run. I love Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater plays with more heart and more, you know, energy than any other quarterback in the league. Really just don't feel that, you know, has the it factor to take a team to the Super Bowl. But the big one, I really hate this, but it's the Washington football team. No. Alex Smith, you know, what a story, you know, from almost losing his leg to playing in a playoff game this season, comeback player of the year. I really have a hard time trusting that health. You know, obviously he's shown so much determination and strength, but just the fact I just really, truly can't trust his health. That's going to go on for, you know, the rest of his career that I'll say that. But, you know, Washington has a pretty decent young team especially in the NFC East right now with the whole division being just god-awful right now. You know, they have a pretty good young core on defense, decent young core on offense. If they draft the right quarterback, you know, possibly trade up to get Wilson or Fields, I really think we could be talking about the Washington football team or whatever they change their name to being a top team in the NFL for years to come if they play this right. No, I definitely raised. Um I had Dallas. So I feel like Dallas need to just – them and Dak, they just need to just break up because they're doing too much at this point. Like, you you could have signed them two, three years ago. You still franchise tagged them. I mean, you just had a really bad injury at the end of the season. I think it's best for both of them. To uh, just let just let uh Dak walk because I mean if you try if you sign him to another franchise tag it's like forty million right there so I mean or if you sign him to a long term deal then you're gonna not gonna be able to pay other players and I just feel like it's better they get a young quarterback for a low price that has a higher ceiling um I think if Dak goes to a team like the Panthers or a team like Washington a team who already has weapons that just needs a quarterback I think that wants to throw the ball I feel like Dak can go there but I think Dallas just there's just no point at this time. Like, y'all just playing around. So. But what does Dallas do, let's say, with the 10th pick if both Zach Wilson and Justin Fields are off the board, assuming that Trevor Wilson, or Trevor Lawrence goes first overall? Does Jerry Jones try to trade up to get somebody? Or does Jerry yeah, Jones yeah, I, yeah. try to get somebody like Dak Prescott in the fourth or fifth round? Uh, no, I'm, I'm assuming they, they trade up in the 10th spot, you know, they see somebody they love because it's definitely four quarterbacks going in the first. I mean, Trevor, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Zach Wilson, and they're all. I think they're all going in the top ten, honestly. So, I'll get trying to get one of them. Um, Mac, Mac Jones going in the first round too, but I think he'll be later. But try to get those top four quarterbacks and just go from there. So, so my two. Well, I actually have four. So Washington was one of them. 
the 49ers was another one, but if they can make a run at the shine, clearly they'll be taken off this list. My other two were the Falcons and the Panthers. And for the Panthers, I've been hearing rumors that they could potentially try to trade up for Zach. So if they can make that move, that definitely would be a positive. And then for the Falcons, man, it's definitely time to move on from Matt Ryan. How old is Matt Ryan? Like, he's definitely on the latter part of his career. Man, he's done for. Mid to late 30s, probably right it's now. time to shoot for the future, bro. So if they can if they could try to trade up and try to get Trey Lance or somebody like that, if, if he's available, then definitely should make that move if possible. See, my idea with the Falcons are, you know, the Falcons on offense are a pretty good football team. Yeah. Look last season, the amount of times that their defense absolutely blew the game. Um, I saw one thing is, like, if the game ended after the third quarter, what team's records would be? And the Falcons would have won their division. That's how good their offense was, and their defense completely blew it. I really think, you know, Matt Ryan has another year, maybe two years left in his tank. But I did a scenario. What if at if the Falcons are stay at four, if Zach Wilson and Justin Fields are still sitting there, do they take one of them? Yes. Yes. Yeah, got to. yeah. All right, scenario. Zach Wilson and Justin Fields are both off the board. Do they trade back to try to get Trey Lance or Mac Jones, or do they stick there and try to help boost their defense and try to keep investing in Matt Ryan for one more season? That's a question. Um, See, I did this article for the, the cut last week, and it was top top 10 picks, scenarios for each pick. You know, some of them were crazy picks that probably won't happen, but some of them were very realistic. For my Falcons one, it was, what if Zach Wilson and Justin Fields are sitting there at four? I'm still a big advocate that Matt Ryan has a little bit of fire left in his tank with Julio Jones – uh, Calvin Ridley, you know, the Falcons could make one more run at this with Matt Ryan. I think it's just time for a breath of fresh air, though. Like, it's time to hit the reset button almost. Like, yeah, something ain't right there. Like, <laughs> the ceiling of this team. With that, oh, no, I feel that. Like, one more year, it's like, man, with the luck of this team, I don't know. I would rather them maybe take a quick sense, you know, you're, you're going to start building for the future. But I definitely could see your point in trying to make more one more run at it with Julio on the squad, of course. But it's just like, is that fourth pick going to be enough to make a run at it? Because I don't know if it, like, are any top defenders going to be like, any top defense players supposed to be projected as like top five players? I mean, you got uh, Patrick Certain, Caleb Farley, two probably best cornerbacks in the draft. Obviously, Micah Parsons from Penn State. Um, but there's some character issues with him. Any of the three would be absolute instant upgrades and probably just big time difference makers for their defense. Um, I mean, I, I, at this point for the Falcons' defense, any pl- upgrade is going to be beneficial to their team. But those are the three big-name players I've been seeing that have been circulating around that fourth pick. Again, Falcons have a lot of things they want to do. Again, if they want to try to compete one more year, or if you know they have a new coach, new GM, usually when you see that, it's a total rebuild for a team. They they could be the team to move on from Matt Ryan, send him to a contender, but a lot of options for them at the fourth pick. Yeah, they got a lot of talent and assets, so they can move however they want to move. Um, I mean, they really have to love Trey Lance to go get him. If, like, if all them quarterbacks are gone, they have to really love Trey Lance. And, 
you know, then, then go ahead and get him. But, um, so you got one last topic for us, man, surprise topic? Yeah, man, some I've been, you know, I've been hearing this a lot, you know, this debate a lot, you know, basically, you know, if Patrick Mahomes catch Brady or is it already over with? Like, is it already a wrap or like, is it? Because Patrick Mahomes is probably the only player that can. So what y'all think on that? So, Ooh. See, I feel just Tom Brady's is such on a different level. I think you know, not only is he the greatest player of our generation, I really do feel at this point he's the best football player of our time, of all time. And to sit here and compare, oh, will someone ever catch him? Just truly don't feel at this point anyone is capable of it. But, you know, once, you know, Brady retires, Mahomes can go on some magical run and win five straight Super Bowls. Do I think it's possible? No, but all records are meant to be broken at some point. So could very much well see him taking it. But right now, I think it's Brady and it's just Brady. Hey, Sean, Adam basically said the same thing that I said, bro. With Brady, <laughs> no, Jaron, that's why. Playing. It's, 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 it's going to be so hard for him to even start catching him when the man's is still playing and winning rings. So it's hard to catch a moving target, but once Brady retires, then we can start talking about, all right, this is where you have to start. But in the NFL, man, it's so many, like, moving pieces and stuff like that, like different things can happen over the next couple of years. Do I think he can catch them based off of talent right now? Yes. But he would have to go through, like, a 10-year stretch of, like, something that we've never seen, like – Brady was able to do it over the course of, like, early 2000s, 2010s, and just got a ring in 2021. So, for Mahomes, I feel like his window could potentially be a little smaller just because of the up-and-coming teams. But he would definitely have to go on his run maybe a little quicker than Brady did. Yeah. I mean, it's so far out there. I mean, they have 10 appearances and seven rings and possibly going for an eighth next year is just crazy. My only thing is I, I never want to say never either. I don't want to close anything just because he lost to Mahomes. I mean, just because he lost to Brady. Because the thing is, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is still a young quarterback. So, losing, losing to a veteran is not really nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, like, Jordan was losing to Bird, you know, early in his career. Never even beat Bird in the playoffs. But he, over, he uh, overcame it and became a better player and just mentally was uh, ready for that challenge. So, I mean, Mahomes, like, Mahomes would have to get, like, seven rings, though. Like, and that's pretty much oh, – well, the ring count would have to be there. And yeah, because, like – If Brady get eight, I don't know what we're going to do. Oh, we, we might have to cut it, bro, because it's going to be looking real ugly at that point. Yeah, and even if you don't get, like, say if you don't get, like, five rings or six rings, Brady still got ten appearances. So, like, them appearances mean something. So, it's just, like – it's just so much work you got to put in. And then Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey might not be there forever. They probably are, like – four or five years left. So, after that, who are you going to have? Brady was doing it with recycled players. Like, no matter who was there, he was winning. So, it's going to be really hard. It's still too early to tell, though, man. Like you said, he's young, and you never know how the league's going to look after Brady retires and all that. So, we'll definitely see. Yeah, well, give him a couple more years. Give him a, more, a couple more years to, you know, to play under, and I hate to say it, play under different coaches, different players. You know, it's nice that he has, you know, the number one tight end in the league, the top three or four, you no know, wide receiver in the league. And I'm not saying that, like, because of that, he's, you know, as good as he is. But I would love to see how he plays with, you know, not-so-great players. One thing I always loved about Brady in New England 
was he took some, you know, pretty mediocre football players and turned them into pretty great players that, you know, all these other teams would take, take a shot at them. You know, look at Edelman. Not that great of a player, but Brady, Brady made him look, in, look like a top one wide receiver in the league. So I feel, you know, Mahomes needs to play with some lesser players. And if Mahomes still starts to have that same success, I think that's when we can start to have that conversation of Brady Mahomes being two of the greatest ever. But till Mahomes starts playing with some mediocre football players, it's kind of hard to judge judge success at that point. No, for sure. I'll be thinking the same thing. You guys got any final remarks, man? Any comments? No, I'm just I'm annoyed that none of, no one else wanted to join him. No, Dylan, neither the Knicks. But we're definitely glad that, that, that you pulled up today, man. You know, first guest, glad that you could come in and hang out with us for today, man. We definitely want to have you back for another episode when we get everybody in here, man. This brings, us, brings me back to my CSU days where, you know, we're outside of Dr. Milton's class getting, just talking and bullshitting. You know, it's what the times, you know, I strived where I was my absolute best. Hey, man, but that's a wrap for today's episode, man. Thank everybody for listening. We'll be back at you soon with the uh, NBA episode. So that's it. We'll see you.